me a test? I'm giving you my test. Okay. <sighs> oh. Oh. Um. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. It's good to see you, Yedgor. It's good to see you, Jared. Yedgor. Is that sounding better? Uh, it's sounding much better. Sounding much better. Yeah, you're getting. You're I think getting I'll have it by the end of the day. For sure. Yeah. We have to turn you up if you're gonna whisper. Oh, I can whisper. I can. <laughs> I cannot whisper. If I'm not needed to whisper. All good. <laughs> um, Yedgor is my Ukrainian friend. I am, thankfully. Yes. And we met, what, less than a month ago? I think so. Yeah, it was a couple well, of weeks ago. It was a, well, right? it was a couple of weeks ago. It was it? Two, two weeks ago. Like three weeks ago? Two weeks ago, really? Yeah. Like two On weeks ago. Uh, wow. the big island of Hawaii. What a magical place. What a magical trip. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, it was just, like, so insane. I, I'm going there, and I know a guy, essentially, how... I know a guy, Ben, he was leaving the island, though, as soon as I was getting there. So, But the night I got there, he introduced me to people, one of them being Jeremiah. I end up at his house, and, and here's I this randomly, guy. Yeah, I randomly end up at that house as well, just by some random reason. And then <laughs> What's the up, reason? Uh, How'd that happen? I had to... Um, what, what, what did I want? I, had, I wanted to uh, discuss something with um, Jeremiah's girlfriend, um what was her name i forget her name yeah same um dina yes. dina yes yeah about a car or something right yeah something about a car and then she lived there and then you know they had a tea ceremony yeah, yeah. so like do you want to we went to tea together we went to tea together yeah <laughs> that's how we met that's we sat next, next to, to each other, other yeah around a little tea table on the floor overlooking the ocean in hawaii <laughs> Was it? Well, yeah, it was like yeah, really close to yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. The balcony. Oh yeah, I get, yes. Yeah, I stayed the night there. The one. Oh, night okay, okay. Upstairs. I haven't been upstairs, but that's cool. Yeah, so we're sitting there, and um, we end up back there. What two days later, playing music together. Yes, I think it was two days later. It was two days later. Yeah. Yes, because I drove to Pune, stayed a night on the farm. And we end up there. I mean, that was like a really magical night. Did you feel like that? <laughs> I felt, yeah, that was a really magical night. And uh, I remember uh, how we were sitting outside, like th th there were stars in the sky. And uh, you were telling me the story about a guy that's been um, doing like growing weed for like all his life, uh -huh. like 60 years or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's the weed you got, you got from. Yeah. That's, t it used to be grown right over here. That's awesome. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. no that wasn't Big that, Island. Yeah, man. yeah. That guy on the island. Yeah. Yeah. That it's like was, a veteran. It's like a veteran. Of oh, growing. my God. Yeah. I end up at this guy's Rover. house. We walk to his fucking house. And um, he's the most interesting guy. You know, Jeremiah is telling me about how he's how he used to sell coke to the cartels and how he's been beaten with baseball bats and stabbed and all kinds of stuff. Prison. And we go over there, and he's hugging me. He's like this little guy, but he looks fucking rough. Like you wouldn't want to fuck with him, even though he's sixty. Like he, like I would not want to fight this guy. He's like looks dirty, but he was like so loving and nice. And he, dude, I mean, I got an ounce of homegrown Hawaiian. Oh, so good too. Weed for a hundred dollars. It was good. Yeah. So I bring back the sack, 
Igor's at the house. We're drinking kava. Which My first nice. kava ever. Yeah. What do you you like it? Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I think it was cool. And it was sort sort of refreshing too, which was weird. Yeah, but like I I liked it. I'm into it. I think if you know if I had that Ava bar here, that one downtown with that fresh stuff, I'd probably be drinking all the time. But anyway, yeah, I come back with the sack, get a prepared joint. Me and me and uh, Igor step out. I'm trying to get his name for. He told he told me it was Igor, which I guess is like your Americanized version. This, yeah, I'm just making it make it easier for people to connect with me. Do you think if I were to go to Ukraine, I would have to Ukrainianize my name? I don't think so. No. I think it would be weird and funny if you did. <laughs> <laughs> but I think people would appreciate you for it. Like what? <laughs> they will... What? what would... <laughs> Uh, that's a tough one because there is no like i don't think there is a similar name in ukrainian that, jadit. <laughs> i'm jadit yeah it's a good one <laughs> anyway dude th- i mean wasn't that a magical night i like i will disclaimer i also popped four my- mushroom microdose oh, did pills you? before <laughs> before we jammed before we jammed like an hour before nice um but dude, like after we smoked that joint, that sativa, dude, I like blasted off, and we sat down. This guy is a a phenomenal musician, and you're over here just shredding on the guitar, and I'm over here with this broken drum. And what's crazy is drumming was one of my first passions ever. Like I started drumming in sixth grade. Guy at church taught me how to play the drum set. I played the drums every week at church for a decade. Played at school played in bands all of it and it has been lying dormant in me for like many years now i think uh playing drums is like a primal expression of like your internal rhythm like like it's your extension of sorts absolutely like when, when you when you play the rhythm like when it comes out of you it's like you like take and like multiply yourself by several and then expand yourself outwards by doing that well that that was like a transcendent experience yeah that's a good way to put it and i needed that like drumming like that's something i just it had been missing and it felt so good dude i just remember like distinct moments of like you and i like locking eyes and you i just remember looking at you and i'm just like there's no one home <laughs> there's a completely something else coming through him i was looking in your eyes and you were just like looking right through me like you weren't even in there does it feel like that in those moments i mean it's a good it's a good thing that you uh brought it up i've never thought about it that way maybe that's what's happening maybe i get possessed by a intergalactical species that you know has to dwell in my body and uh you know control what i'm doing one of them being you know playing music so maybe that's what's happening. Maybe it takes over and I start, you know, it starts playing through me. Intergalactical melodies. <laughs> that's surely what it felt like <laughs> and what it seemed like. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, think about <laughs> it. Like, it makes sense that, like, okay, you you and I were on the beach earlier talking about how we are basically instruments of realizing ideas. Yes. Birthing that's one of, our, what's one, one of our capacities. Yes. Out of many numerous so we have then created 
an instrument to be played by the instrument. <laughs> right? Yes. So the it's a idea meta instrument. possesses the instrument which flows into the other instrument if one knows how to pluck the strings properly. Yes. So like that's the human part of it is learning how to play the instrument. I mean, or any other medium for that matter. Right. If we're talking about, you know, having an idea come through and realizing it in this in this realm, then yeah, yeah, anything. Like anything. when I'm when I'm podcasting, a lot of times that's I f- a part of that as well. Like I don't even remember what was said. You know, like I'll wrap up a podcast and I'll just be like, "That was fun." Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. Spirit manifests in various forms. What do you know about that? I just, I don't know anything about that. I intuitively feel that. Yeah, I know. I feel that. <laughs> Dude, one one of one of the great moments um, of our hangout on the island, because I ended up running around with these guys for a few days, which was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And we randomly met in a different part of the island. Yeah. Just without even on the other side. Arranging anything. Dude, yeah. me and you saw uh, active lava flow. We did. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. It was just so fun. And there's Wendy. a group. There's four of you guys. Well, five. Four to five of you guys, depending on the time. And then there's me. And I'm just, like, I'm alone on the island. Mackenzie's not there. I'm just, like, going with the wind. And it was windy. And it was windy. <laughs> and it's just so fun. Like, me and Igor the whole time are just, I got this Terrence McKenna book. And we're just rolling joint after joint the whole time. Like we're at the hot springs, roll a joint. Yeah. Me and you were over there eating fish jerky, rolling a joint. We're at the volcano. Fish jerky Shall was we step great. Step back, step back from the group and <laughs> get a joint. Yeah, that Dude, was fun. We smoked amazing homegrown Hawaiian weed overlooking great a volcano. Weed. Under, great you can weed. see every star in the sky. It was special. It was special. <sighs> special time, special feeling. I was saying earlier, like I think Having an island experience just like changes you for a little while. It's like a cleansing of your consciousness by shifting it to a different set of frequencies. And by being on the island, your external set of frequencies change, just changes, and you just have to adjust. That's why it's a good cleansing procedure, I think, being on an island, because it does slow you down. It makes you relax a little bit and kind of let you grow your internal internal flower more outwards literally <laughs> that's dude that's a great way to put it yeah so i don't know i don't know why i brought it up but island does some too just just sitting here like reflecting on <clears throat> you and i sitting there drinking tea together is a fucking trip it is a trip because, <laughs> like, we're like a like a very different part of part of of the world now, like, you know, in a much different part of the world where, where we met first than where where we met first. We're like three thousand miles away. Isn't that weird? How the world is so closely connected. Yeah. Now it's you can insane. Just, it's 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 so available, which is great. But I think, yeah, I don't know. I like that. I mean, I like technology for that matter. That it enables this. But I still feel like the what's more important is not scientific look 
at things for us, but uh, a kind of an inner intuitive feel of what's happening. I feel like we, we're, as a modern society, we're losing touch with our body, thus our feeling what's right for us. Mm. And we don't make decisions using the right authority mm. in ourselves. We should be using body and feeling to decide what's good for us because it instantly feels and that's real you cannot fake it but then when the mind steps into play you you get misled by it because mind is not the master it should be the something some, somebody who who yes instrument mm. a problem solving instrument it's great yeah i think mine was fucking cool yeah i think mine can do many good things it's a very cool sidekick yes my mind is my sidekick. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and that's a great way to put it, too, because I, you know, especially coming from the fitness space, and there's there's so much out there of, like, your mind's your fucking enemy, you know? <laughs> like, like uh, I, I'll kick my mind's ass, you know, all this stuff. Like, my mind, you know, my mind's my bitch. But, like, I have, I feel like you do. I, I And it's been a journey, right, of coming into that and realizing like oh shit like my mind's not my enemy it's just looking out for me it's just trying to keep me safe it just doesn't want me to get eaten by saber-toothed tigers mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah yeah and uh i think um that we um how was see i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> that's a diva bro <laughs> that's a diva bro <laughs> But <laughs> or perhaps the indica we did perhaps them both, both. We did them i think both. i think both of them are yeah <clears throat> how do you so what do you do personally to like if you have to reflect back on your journey like how how did you cultivate that discernment between mind heart how to act out of truth, love, heart, feeling, as opposed mm -hmm. to rationale, logic. Have you always been like that? Because I feel like I've always been like that. Like I never, ever felt like logical. I think that I've always been like that, uh, but I really started to understand what's happening and see more, be able to expand my consciousness later like around 2018 i would say mm. like i gotten into carl Jung, and that changed my perception of reality like drastically he's his stuff is amazing like i admire him as a scholar uh you know as a, like a professor as a mystic as a just like a master of, of of a word because the way he writes and you know just the the way he presents what he finds with with humility <clears throat> It's, you know, it's great. <laughs> so he set me out, out in the whole journey. And then I guess I got into, uh, you know, plant medicine, like psychedelics. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was obnoxious there for a moment. <laughs> but we kept the show rolling. <laughs> 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 Fucking hot tub doing its thing. Yeah. And then that, you know, just unlocked... I, I got to unlock certain knowledge that helped me look different at the world. 
and I've been just consciously developing certain qualities within myself that I, I feel would benefit to me kind of ascending. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've had to learn how to let go. I feel like that's like, I feel like I'm riding a massive wave right now. And like, I've just been learning how to surf. You know what I mean? I've tried like, cause <clears throat> have you ever been like out in the waves, like surfing or anything once it's like when you're out there, you know that you have to, the wave is in control. You cannot swim against the wave. You cannot try to go around the wave. You have to ride the wave. And it's an art and it's a skill that has to be developed is riding the wave and learning how to sink into flow with the wave instead of being some foreign object in the field of the wave. Instead, become one with the wave. So it's like a really great metaphor for what I feel like my life is you know what i mean i feel like i'm riding a wave and every time i let go and every time i you align with the wave yeah every time i let go and i and i ride the wave instead of trying to impose my will upon the wave it always works out way better than i could imagine yeah it can bring you places where you wouldn't expect yourself to end up yeah or, it's better than what you could even start up conjure up yeah that's how I, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like whatever reality I have in my head that I'm thinking is going to be so great. If I let go and give that up to God, the universe it's going to turn out even better. Yeah. And even if it doesn't turn out better, it's what I need. And it's truth. And it's truth. And um, it's better, you know, for us, it's important to be present in order to be able to be able to, you know, do that, receive that, to be in, in presence. That's very important. That's why people surf in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because when you get on the board, you you can only ride the wave if you are in in the now. Mm. You cannot do it if you're in the future or in the past. Right. Try thinking about something when you surf. You can't. You can't. You just you're just there. You know. Yeah. And that's why people do you know all these kind of sports and shit mm -hmm. to yeah, be in rock the moment. Climbing anything. Just to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, that can be achieved in many other ways as well. Yeah. Meditation one being one of them. I mean, just breathing. Like, you know, breathing. the fact that like me and you, while we're setting up for the podcast, we're t taking a couple big deep belly breaths, just ah, yeah. getting into the moment, you know? like We often forget, you know, how to breathe. Like, oh. I notice that I forget, like, I my, my breath would be shallow and like up here, but you're supposed to breathe in your belly mm -hmm. and your chest and like use your whole body and then you kind of get more grounded mm -hmm. and uh, more in your body, thus more kind of feeling yourself. Definitely. And we're breathing too often. We're out of the mouth, you know, like, I, th I don't know what the official stats are, but it's something like people on average breathe like 25 times a minute when mm -hmm. the optimal is like seven to 10 breaths mm -hmm. a minute. There's a slow, You just keep it slow and, you know, like that's that's the optimal state. Yeah. Um, and the out breath should be a little longer than the in breath. Right. That, that Then it calms you down. Yep. Yeah. I used to um, I used to be into like different breath exercises. I stopped doing that. Really? Why'd you yeah. stop? Uh, I don't remember. 
but I would be doing pranayam stuff uh-huh. like every day. It was fun. It does like it does uh, change your blood chemistry a little bit if you use it for a while, and then you start to eat differently, you start to look differently, you start yeah. like it affects your whole life, bro. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you real quick that what you just said when I told you earlier in the car that like I had I was like doing the Amazon and the real estate, and yeah. then at once I just completely like ended up just walking away from it all. I was doing psychedelics a lot for a whole year prior to that. Breath work is what caused that huge lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. That was the, that was actually what ended up pushing me over the ledge. I got obsessed with Wim Hof. And I did Wim Hof every day for years. And I was doing I was getting in the cold lake in Ohio doing my breath work and that shit changed my entire fucking life. I started listening to different music. I started eating differently. I started talking to myself differently i mean it it changed everything it taught me how to meditate it taught me how to get out of my mind it was life-changing yeah i i see what you're saying um i think i've i've been doing the similar kind of um breath work where it's like you you breathe in with your belly with your chest you exhale and do it like pretty intense for like 20 or 30 minutes just like deep breaths mm-hmm. with that nonstop, and then your body kind of becomes all like tingly mm-hmm. and like you're like on fire. All this energy builds up, and then you release it with a primal scream, like mm-hmm. when you kind of let it go mm-hmm. through screaming. It's the best. It's the best. I've noticed. Hi, Alan. Hello. Um, I've noticed that I really like uh, making noises. You know, like that's something I've gotten more comfortable with. Is like that. You know? It's like a statement that you know I exist. Definitely making a noise. It's like wanting to state it out there that hey, here I am. Yes, and it oxygenates oxygenates you know the brain and the head, and it feels good. Like I I do that, and my eyes feel good, my ears feel. I feel like relieved. You know, I'll usually do it like in the morning, heading to the coffee shop in the morning. I'll just be like out the window, just like at. As lo- like so fucking loud, like oh, like I'll take a huge breath and I'll just go, <laughs> and I do that for like a minute. That's very healthy. I, feel I think so that's good. very healthy, man. You should keep doing that. I think you let out all the like energy that gets stuck in you. It's just like that's the way of like letting it out. Then you feel like calm. Bro. Stillness in stillness lies our um, holiness. Mm. I think uh, the more still we get, the less thoughts we we think and the less stuff is happening within us, the more still we are, mm-hmm. the closer we are to God mm-hmm. and the holier we become. And that's when we when we train that state, we start to emanate th- those vibes around us mm-hmm. and uh, affect the world. Yeah. And that goes back to like the wave thing. I feel like it's getting out of resistance. That's the is getting out of the way, right? Because like I feel like at our core, at our core, we are that universe, light, love. We are. But the things in the way, Ramdas used to say, our mind is our karma. <laughs> our mind is our karma, because our mind stands in the way of a clear view to God. <laughs> that's true. And that's, that's good... the work, is to work through all of the mind trips. Yeah. The mind trip that I'm from America and you're from Ukraine and you're 34 and I'm 24 and all these trivial differences. I mean, these are like basic examples, 
but we live like in this physical realm separateness is a thing yeah that's but, why it exists <laughs> yeah it's so crazy like it's 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 like the most beautiful um school classroom it is a beautiful school and you know the reason for that is that um god wants us to have bodies to be tied to this reality look at it we have to breathe we have to drink water we have to do something to survive we cannot just lay close our eyes and merge with god and that's the that's the obstacle that's what god that's god's irony actually mm. i feel like he make makes us you know in the need of external shit so we actually interact in this world so we don't just you know sleep all the time i feel like that's the goal that's why that's why this is all like this he's smart he's a smart dude so you this is fun i feel like <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i think i should even start packing up some indica um <laughs> i'm gonna go grab it but i'm gonna give you, you a question it. to think about here okay is god some is God a conscious being that is consciously creating? Because I've heard I've heard theories, you know, that like God isn't even in control of God at this point wow. because it's so. <laughs> no, I think God is everything that is like on I think every so. plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. I just think it's very lonely because it's one because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the only thing that exists mm. and that's why we exist because he doesn't want to be lonely interesting <laughs> dude this is fun there I'm is an illusion that we are separate because you know it's you know, it's kind of fun you get to experience emotions you get to experience experiences you get to um you know just live out different situations and um uh, Ride this roller coaster of life. Life's cool. So, yeah. Welcome back. You talking to the people? I'm talking to the people, I guess. I have been. It's amazing. I'm sure they're happy to hear from you. I hope people are happy to hear from me. I hope they can hear me. These grapes are pretty good. Has to be this close. Okay, because that means I've been fucking it up. Yo, fucking it up. Okay. I'm over here screaming. I just can't help myself. (laughs) Yell. (laughs) Yeah, man. What got you into, like, Ramdas and shit? I don't remember how I got into Ramdas. That's a good... Oh, I know how I got into Ramdas. Through Duncan Trussell. Interesting. Yeah, through Duncan Trussell, because I got... Uh, I watched the Midnight Gospel on uh-huh. Netflix. I loved it, and it set me on a whole new spiritual trip. Like the topics that they discussed there, because it's all basically a collection of podcasts. Uh-huh. And uh, I started, you know, studying magic. I started, I started studying like Buddhism. I read Bhagavad Gita. I like got into Ramdas. Uh-huh. Got into Alan Watts. I got into um, what's his name? Terrence. Um, well, Terrence no. for sure. I've been into Terrence. Uh, I love Terrence. Uh, but yeah, I just been, I watched like every single Ramdas lecture, I think on YouTube. Same. Like many times, mm-hmm. like <laughs> some of them I had in my YouTube downloaded playlist. Yeah. So like I can listen to them whenever, you know? Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, Taking he's amazing. Flight, yeah, he's amazing. I've heard this seven times. Still good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he never gets old. I know, man. He articulated uh, abstract Eastern concepts in such a beautiful, digestible way. I also like the way Alan Watts does it. Oh. I think Alan Watts oh. is is just the master. Have you ever heard him talk about Jesus? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I probably did, but I don't remember, so that doesn't count, I guess. Dude, for like organic, no pesticide stuff, outdoor. Check that out. I mean, look at that color, bro. Dude, like that's beautiful. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's you know that's art. Yeah. Also. Our sacrament. Sacrament. The medicine is the sacrament. And we are doing this. We are indulging legally. We are here indulging in the great legally. state of California. <laughs> God bless California. Right? Yes. <laughs> With all of its, you know, shitty. Everywhere has every place, everywhere in the world has everything in the world has negatives. Yes. But there's a lot of great things about this state. I just think it's the best. It is. It, it is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, everybody. I love all the United States. I think it's very cool and, you know, interesting and different. And there's so many experiences you can get. So different, such different territories like Alaska, Hawaii. Like, it's very cool. But I still think, feel like after traveling the world and the States, California is the place to be. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And people that are from here, like, they don't even, like, get it. You yeah, know, they don't born care because like, they don't know. They don't See, know. like you, you appreciate something when you like come from the outside, with, right? Like without it, and then and then you—that's the only way to appreciate something, right? Right. When you lose something, and 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 or or when you don't have something and you want something, I feel like one of the things that keeps the life exciting is the ability for new things to happen. Mm-hmm. I think if you knew, like like if you're a god, if you knew everything already forever. Like would it's it be fun? Thing. Would it be fun to exist and you cannot die? And so you're like in this <laughs> continuous boredom. Yeah. Like you're just bored to death, and then you're trying to entertain yourself, and that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Smoking weed, talking <laughs> <into> microphones. <laughs> yeah, but Alan Watts, man, Alan Watts, the man. Dude. Uh, whatever he was saying, um, I had a I had a very deep uh, my first ayahuasca trip. Uh, that revealed me like certain things, and then I listened to Alan Watts mm-hmm. afterwards, and like he's talking exactly about what I was shown. So I was like, I guess this guy has just got to figure it out. So for me, he's like the most trusted spiritual, you know, That's attorney. That's I feel with Terrence. <laughs> like I would, yeah. Like I'm like completely lost. Had some crazy experience. I listened to Terrence. I'm like, oh, it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like a. Yeah, it's like a space scientist. Yeah. Outer space sound scientist. Dissolve into hyperspace. <laughs> Do you feel American? See, that's a good question. Um, I'm the kind of uh, a personality that's like a shapeshifter. So I can make myself com- comfortable in any place and adjust to any place if I am really motivated to do so. That has to be genuine, though. I cannot fake it. So I cannot fake 
what I don't want. And so here, this motivation exists, and so I gotten you know very Americanized. But at the same time, I don't identify with it. I don't identify with being American. But I realized that I am a part of California, like recently, and I think that's cool. Like I, I also represent California. So when somebody talks of California, I'm included. That's true. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I got some good indica for you here, my friend. This is, uh, we haven't tried this strain. (coughs) Meat breath. (sighs) But yeah, we were talking about the breath, right? (laughs) Most certainly. Yeah. No, breath is everything. Learning how to breathe changed my fucking life. Yeah, yeah. I um, I want to call whatever music project I'm going to be um, doing and releasing, I want to call it Ministry of Breath. Mm, I like that. <laughs> Ministry of Breath. Be careful. Someone might steal that, man. You better yes. put that shit out It's okay. Soon. I don't mind. If idea needs to be born, it's born throughout whatever. It will end up where it, it wants to be. Break that down for people. I feel like there is a there's well, finish it with a joint for a second <laughs> while you dissect ideas. Igor has a good uh I'll shut up. Concept. Let's hear this. I don't think it's even my concept. I think it just no. came through as one of the ideas I'm gonna talk about. You articulate it nicely. Um I think that there is a certain other side which is like a pool of ideas that that, that exist, like a like a energy like energy pieces that are floating around in infinite space. And then um, they come through. They come through tr- through your mind. They come through to you. And you're like antenna picking up the signal. And so in certain people, the ideas kind of, you know, grow and then get realized in the material reality. And so for idea, the great realization is being fulfilled in the reality and that's what they all strive for and that means like that their life is not in vain so the ideas try to come through and if somebody doesn't act on an idea then it will come through a different person but it needs to be born at this where time where do the ideas come from i think the ideas are just um i don't know maybe it's your bits and pieces of of energy that contain some certain knowledge that you lost uh, and forgot and then it comes back in such a way and you have to experience it anew. And maybe that's why it's more fun to live. Where do you think the receptor is at? Is it actually in our head, do you think? I don't think... I don't think... I don't come th- through your asshole or something? <laughs> I think the plane of consciousness is a whole different plane than the reality. <clears throat> the, the, what, what, where we live is just the intersection of those two planes. Mm. And so I think there are things that exist in the, you know, in the plane of consciousness and then there are things that exist in the plane of reality and it's an it's an amazing intersection that's where the creation happens mm. that's that, that's it's fun i don't know what i was going with that but i like it <laughs> you do it'll make a good clip <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know man you know, I, you know i've been telling mckenzie i was like Something I couldn't find in Ohio that I was really calling in here. I was like, I want somebody who like speaks my language that I can just get high as fuck on podcasts with and talk about wacky ideas. <laughs> and here we are doing it. I just realized here that here I'm we like, are. Oh shit. That's awesome. Igor coming Yegor. in. Igor. Igor from Ukraine. 
Is your dad like a really like uh, rough Edgar? No, he's like the opposite of rough. My dad is the opposite of rough. Really? He's like very quiet and reserved. Are Russian dads more? <laughs> I have no idea what Russian dad is. I'm not <laughs> Russian. Never. I mean, I have been to Russia, but yeah. How many times have you been to Russia? Dude, I've been there so many times, like before uh, 2014, before the war started. Uh, I, I had a band. I still have a band. It's called Dance Party Dance Dance. And we would tour all over past USSR countries. Uh, and we've been to oh, like Russia, Belarus, Moldova. And we toured. We had a bunch of friends. It was all like it was a unity of people, really. It was fun. But then the war started and the countries got separated. And... Uh, I mean, what Russia is doing is is horrible, and it should be condemned. I think, I disapprove. We should get into this. <laughs> We can get into because this. myself and you know a lot of the people listening. We we don't have a Ukrainian's perspective. We don't really understand what's going on on that level. So to have a firsthand account from somebody like yourself who is pretty with it and pretty tapped in i think it's a good perspective for people to hear you've told me a little bit but yeah well the essential feeling is like you're losing home basically you have a home that you know it's a common thing for you you live with it and there is not an, a chance in your mind that it might disappear just like that you know but then something happens and it does like you have to leave uh to save your life basically so it's a weird feeling but since i've been traveling a lot throughout my life i'm kind of used to being on the move you know uh but yeah it's 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 interesting it's it, it's horrible whatever whatever was happening i spent three months in ukraine when the war started so i got to witness a bunch of things firsthand uh i met these journalists uh from the u.s in lviv uh they they needed help like getting them to places and just helping them around so uh we joined together and we drove to kiev when it was under siege and we spent like a month there documenting like the explosions and what was happening going to different going to bucha we went to bucha that's the place where the mass murder happened where russians killed like 400 civilians just like like in the streets randomly and they all buried them in one big grave we went there when they were um digging up bodies to identify who it was it was like body after body it was like the cemetery was layered in bags like tens of like bags like of people laying there it was intense yeah i so you guided these american journalists uh, journalists yeah yeah like are you ever busy Like, do you have, you have, you like, do you have like a job or you, like you? I'm, yeah, I actually do. I it actually seems like do. you're just, yep, yeah, I'll take a month. I'll guide you through key. <laughs> At that point, nothing matters, man. At that yeah. point, nothing matters. Oh, yeah, the course. war was what what mattered and so that felt most important like that i yeah. felt like i need to help at least help so the information from here goes out and people know about this I would have done and that was thing. my goal and it, yeah it was like it was it was risky too we had to wear like what do you call it like the bulletproof jackets wow like these like metal whatever hats and wow. uh yeah it was it was sketchy but um you did this for a month something like Where that were you yeah. sleeping 
uh, we, we stayed in my apartment in Kiev, and we oh. would go to different place like every every day. Wow. We would drive somewhere. I would drive. Did they pay you? Yes, they did. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, not too much, but it didn't didn't matter. It just mm. you know, I just wanted to do something. So yeah, you still in touch with them? Yeah, I am actually. Alex, uh, he's from Tennessee. He's an amazing photographer. Alex Kent, by the way, you should check him out. He's on Instagram and shit. He he photographs like weirdest weirdest gatherings of people like like some heavy metal like bdsm like party or something like that oh, it's like weird like cool 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 party cool weird parties but anyways uh he was there uh we, we stay in touch he visited like last year like recently and we drank beers and hung out oh dude yeah i was gonna say i'd like to meet these guys yeah alex is cool <clears throat> when he comes through like we you guys should meet yeah, yeah. for sure and there's another one. There's a um, there is Svet. She used to live in LA, but I think she lives in DC right now. Mm. So I'm not sure, but I've been in touch with her. She's awesome. So him and her mostly who I was I was working with. Gotcha. And there was also uh, journalist Carol Guzzi. She's like uh, the only woman who get to get four Pulitzers, which is like pretty cool in the photojournalist mm. community. So. She's like a like kind of like a star. And she's like seventy two and in trenches, like crawling like under like under. She's seventy two. She's like seventy two, wow. man. Yeah, and she's like actively like shooting and going and just wow. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. She just like lives that like she just does it like you know it's what what she is. That's like it's what she is. She just exists for that kind of thing. It's cool. I think it's cool. Dedication is you know it's what makes this world uh, grow and develop. I feel like people being dedicated to what they do gaining certain you know making change just yeah. making change pushing this forward or just changing it you know, we don't we don't you know fucking know where forward is <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> pushing it somewhere let's yeah, say we're, let's say keeping it in motion keeping it in motion yeah yeah what do you think about the saying we're human beings but we've turned into human doings. We need to go back to human beings. We should go back to human beings because we are essentially beings because we are being. Yep. We will always be. I feel like I feel like we never die. I no. mean, with the body will die. Yeah, the body will die. That's it. But then it's, you know, it's, we like, we're in a good place. It's eternal. There is no, I think there is, it doesn't stop ever. I think it's forever. Yeah. It's just gonna change and change and change and change. It's a fun ride, but yeah, it's eternal dude. ride. <laughs> Me and you are gonna be in fucking water world, looking at each other. We're gonna be like fish or some <laughs> shit. We're like, dude, remember when we were podcasting? That would be that would be cool. That'll be cool. Me, you, and Terrence McKenna out in hyperspace. <laughs> I would love to be able to fly through space just to travel, like you know, with with any speed and just like go, <gasps> just like go by <gasps> next to different planets or like land on planets and be able to be on any kind of like. I want to go into Jupiter and fucking experience it. It's not possible, but I just I wonder what it would you know what it would feel like. What you the think fuck is be it possible within our lifetime? I don't think you can like. 
like land Jupiter. I don't think you like exist. It's like gas. Oh, like the gas one. It's yeah, a yeah, gas yeah, one, yeah. but I wonder like the gas has to be dense somewhere. Is it like just liquid or what is it like? What is Jupiter? Is it like is there a solid? And why are we pretending like we know? <laughs> <laughs> and why are we pretending like we know? Yeah, everything we know about planets is actually our guessing. Like, Dude, it's, we, there is no way to check. Everything the and then the, the problem is is that these scientist people, these logical, rational people, they base their entire reality upon these fucking assumptions. What projections? Projections. Yeah, and you base your entire reality upon it. Like it's so funny. Like listening to people talk to like, yeah, the universe was this happened two hundred sixty five million years ago, and then that happened. It's like, wow, how are you saying this with so much certainty? How the fuck do you know what happened 265 million years ago that you can say it as if it's fact? We have no fucking clue. You know what I was thinking about the universe? That like, if we if we think that, you know, if we'll say it's in, infinite, right? <clears throat> Let's imagine that it's fin- infinite, then the speed of light is finite. It's not infinite. There's a certain speed of light. And the maximum like speed of light and the the time since the universe was created, it's only a certain a certain uh, light path, like 14 billion years, right? I think it is. And so the universe is much more bigger and infinite. That means we will never be able to ever just even to know the parts that that are there is so much more than we cannot know because of the speed of light mm-hmm. to uh, know. Hey, Jan. Hi. <laughs> This is Igor. Hi. No, you're good. You're good. We're hanging out. Hanging out. We're podcasting, yeah. Okay. <laughs> do. Good to see you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Talk later. Dude, what didn't I tell you it gets cold? It is when the cold. sun goes down, dude. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It is. I used to um I used to play music full time. That was probably like my favorite like the time I felt the best in my life. Uh-huh. I feel like the the type of emotions and the type of stuff that was happening was like the coolest. When you uh like play music, play shows and travel and just like have fun and that's what you do and 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 and, and you share yourself with others. Mm. I feel like that. That's good. That's a cool thing to do. But I don't know if I want if I would want to tour 100% of time right now. I would love to go places and like go on tours, but not like do it like all the time. I feel like with everything everything that's in excess is a uh, indulgence. Hmm. You know. So how do you operate through that? How do I operate through that? If if rest- restate that one more time. Everything in excess is indulgence. So do you feel like restricting yourself from indulging makes you more holy? <laughs> or <laughs> <laughs> I think that discipline helps you stay more holy. Yes, I I, I feel I feel that. I think that. I think that. I feel like that in certain areas, but then in other areas, I feel like it holds me back. It depends. Yeah, it depends which areas. You know, like I, 
I give my pers I give myself permission to swing very far and wide. I don't know. That's a that's an interesting one. Because in a lot of areas, I do feel like discipline is really important. Uh, the time I was happiest in my life, I remember it was thanks to discipline. Like I've lived two weeks having like I've I've sat one one night and thought, OK, which things do I want to do just in general? Like just think about it, write it out. So I thought about it. OK, so these things uh, and I basically scheduled an hour for each type of thing a day. And I just did it and it felt great. And then I felt very fulfilled because I could feel the difference every day that I was getting better, better. And I was doing something constantly every day. And so my my state of me, like my feeling of myself was was great. I felt like I'm I'm advancing, you know, mm. that's a great feeling. It's moving where you need to move. So I feel like for a human being, it's important to feel that you're moving towards where you need to be. Mm. And so we don't always can we cannot we don't always feel that we don't always know how to uh, know that we're in the right path mm. I feel so that would imply that we should be a bit of a human doing <laughs> if we have if we have to move towards something because I agree it's like a weird paradox because you know there's the <clears throat> whole <clears throat> concept of you know just be you know, you don't got to, why, why have a destination? Why, mm -hmm. But I feel like having the aim and the vision gives you meaning in life. And it, that's what fuels me is like the vision. I think the key is to not be attached to it. Not be attached to it for sure. And just, I, I feel like whatever you do should have an element of service in it. Like mm. you serve the other by, you know, on, on any level, just like serve in, 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 be uh, open to share your, you know, gratitude for living together. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know? So that's why, like, it's important to have meaning. Like, meaning is what gives meaning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we have to create meaning for ourselves. We have to create meaning for ourselves. And it's just, I, I feel like it's already created. You just have to be able to hear it. Mm. I, I feel like it's already been broadcasted inside mm. of us. But to hear it, we have to get stripped from the distractions. Mm. And there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's imperative that we get in there and, and do it. Because if everybody does what they're here for, imagine what the world could be. If everybody was living in their dharma. Yes. But it's a path. It is. And it is not a sprint. It is more like a marathon. It's more like a patient stroll through the garden. <laughs> is what it feels like, like probably in the grand scheme of things. Like think about how long this game has been going on for, like in the human form. Like think about this game from a fungi's perspective or from a, a, a meteor's perspective, right? But even from the human perspective, it's like, dude, how long has this game been going on for? 25,000 years, is it? Oh, bro, it's so much longer. It's longer? I mean, like what? humans, humans? Yeah. 
That well, that's the thing. That's there. There's this. Oh my God, are you not hip to Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock? No. What? Yes. No, I've never um, read or heard their stuff. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna get into it. I'm gonna send you a podcast to listen to. Okay. And you'll understand. Okay. You know, there's just there's a lot of dogma in the archaeological in the archaeological community and in a lot of the sciences, and uh, you know, lots of things are being discovered now. Like, dude, there's proof in New Mexico of human uh, human activity over a hundred thousand years ago, which changes everything. Gobekli Tepe in Turkey, twelve thousand years old, and we, at that time, the I'm not going to do all this justice, but like, the dogma was that we were not capable of building anything twelve thousand years ago that we were primitive hunter-gatherers, and then they discover a fucking massive city. Massive structures. 13,000 years old, and it changes everything. So there's a lot going on right now that you should be aware of. It's really fascinating. Long story short. It's really fascinating stuff, man. Um, Thank you for sharing. I've really gotten into it. Like, it's, it's, like, really fascinating to, like, hear these other perspectives and, like, learn about what's going on. Because there's so much going on in the world today. Like, we can never possibly keep up with everything. I think we, we should only focus on things that we can change. I feel like having having the news that give you information that you cannot affect or, like, you cannot change are actually leading you astray. You should focus on things that you can affect. Yeah. And that's a way more healthier way to deal with incoming information. Yeah. And then act on it. Yeah. Yeah, things that you can actually be in some sort of relationship with. Yes. That's what that's what matters. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. You know, because I'm not into... Ma- I don't do many things, you know. I like... I've cut a lot of the distractions out. Shows, video games. I don't really get into any of that. I realized recently that I've been living my life avoiding things. Like I've been just, instead of living something out, I would avoid a situation, you know? Like what? I don't know. Just like certain situations, certain interactions, maybe, you know, certain people, certain conversations. But it happened automatically. I didn't feel like I was doing it. It just felt like I was in my normal state, mm. which is tricky. I realized it afterwards. And it was very liberating. It was very liberating when you when you realize that. And you start to just face things head on? Yeah. I started to just accept reality mm. on what on its terms. Yeah. yeah. I tried to. See it for what it is. See it for Not what it what is. what you wish it was. Yes. Yeah. That was a big <laughs> realization for me, too. That changed a lot of things. And that was actually a more recent uh, thing where things got really clear. And I was like, this is what it is. And then you act accordingly. You have to have the courage to jump into the unknown then. 
which is something I talk about all the yes, time. Yes, that's that's what I agree with. Right? It's key. It's key. But you, in order to jump into unknown and to be most productive doing that, and really just like to, to gain the most out of it, you have to be sovereign. Mm. You have to be sovereign as an entity. You have to be sovereign in your body. You have to be the sovereign master of your body and be able to utilize your body in such a way where everything that you do is your will. Mm-hmm. It reflects your will and not as a random act mm. of something. Because mm. because if it's something and it's not you, then who is it? And so I feel like that's the prerequisite for any other venture. And I think that can be gained by starting with practicing stillness. Mm. Just practicing stillness. It's very qu- like quietness, not moving, not not touching yourself. You just still, if, even if you suffer in such position, you just keep doing it. That is really important. Because when I look back at, you know, my entire journey, it's like, that's like, here, I got you later. That's like the most, uh... <laughs> Dude, you know what I want to ask you, though? Um... I want to know, like, when traveling started for you. Like, when did that start? Like, you know, you went to high school in America. Was I went to high school in America for a year. <coughs> I feel like that was my first. That was my first visit of a different country. It was in the United States. That was your first time out of Ukraine. Yes. And that was what year of high school? It was my senior year of high school. I went to the States for one senior high school year. But I spent it in a small town in West Virginia where I lived with a host family. I had a How mo- was that? I had a mom and a dad uh, and uh, I had brothers and sisters. No, I didn't have sisters. I had brothers. And I lived in a family as a member of that family. I mean, I actually switched three families while being there. But um, I got to live in three families as their family member. That's and, fucking wild. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, then I stuck with one family and their kids, and then we started a band together. We didn't start a band together. I I joined their band. That would be more correct. Uh, and yeah, we lived uh, in a restaurant. The restaurant was on the first floor, and we lived on the second floor. And our, like our host parents owned the restaurants downstairs, so there was always restaurant food like in the kitchen, which was cool. Did you vibe with them? Was it a good time? Yeah, they were great. I was their twelfth exchange student. Holy they they shit. got they hosted a one every year. They were so it was the third family that I got, in. and I was friends with their kid Nathan. Do you think there's anything weird about those that that kind of thing? Do you think there's anything nefarious at play? What do you mean? <laughs> do you think that like did anybody try to touch you in West Virginia? <laughs> no. Did the host try to? No. Play with you? No. Uh, actually, the my host dad was a priest. Oh God, that's even that's scarier. <laughs> he was a cool priest, though. <clears throat> yeah, he was a cool priest. They no gave me strange a cool interactions, huh? No strange interactions. No, no, no. He was a great dad. He is. I mean, he, he him and his wife Joyce, Aiden Joyce, they um, drive a a truck now. They travel around the states together. That's a cool way to. Awesome. Get into retirement. Just drive yeah, a truck dude. together and travel. Wow. Oh, dude, driving around the country. I mean, I've driven from east to west coast a few times. It's the most. It's so fucking beautiful. Like, it is. Like, have you ever like driven from Colorado to California? 
I have not, unfortunately. Yes, I. Well, no, I, I I've driven through different. I've driven to Arizona. Mm. So no. that's a beautiful drive too. Yeah, it's. I love it. I love it. Arizona is nice. But for I'll, example, I'll, like driving from Denver to Santa Barbara, I've never done is that. Is the most otherworldly drive. You go through Colorado, and it's just endless <clears throat> fucking mountains. They're constantly changing and shifting for. It's like 150, 200 miles of just like mountains, just like changing. It's insane. And then you go through Utah and you watch, you drive across the entire state and you just watch. You watch it shift, like the mountains shift. There's like different types of rock, different types of formations. Wow. It's insane. <coughs> like Have different you ever been to pictures. Utah? Mm, I've been to southern Utah. Where, like St. George? Above, right above the uh, Grand Canyon. Oh, okay. And yeah, we're it was it was beautiful. That was a beautiful part of Utah. It was like yeah, I it was beautiful. Is that like near Zion? Like or I more? think so. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think so. I too. think so. I'm not too familiar with that with that territory geographically. Yeah. What about Colorado? You've been to Colorado? I've been to Denver. That Denver is the has been my party town out oh, of the United States. My friend lived there and we would always get really fucked up in Denver. And we're just like drunk, like go to multiple bars and just would be like a very powerful like party, like, you know, to the extent when it was like too much, you yeah. know, but it was fun because of that. So that kind of vibe, that was, that's Denver for me. Um, it was always kind of, you know, cozy, but at the same time, kind of not, not very, like not hundred percent welcoming, but like 99% yeah. welcoming. Like I haven't spent tons of time in Denver. I'm I I enjoy like uh, Aspen, uh, Independence Pass, out in the mountains. You know, it's fucking other world. I bet there's different type of people living there. Oh my god, <laughs> totally different, bro. Totally different. California is such a small niche of what Americans are. Yes, you know this from West Virginia. I know this from West Virginia. Yeah. I've lived in New York too, so I have, I know how to compare. Yeah, it's, it's very unique. It is unique. When you say Jan, I would say it's very unique. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this young lady has a cup of tea or something. And oh, okay. My mission. Gotcha. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> fun interactions with people <laughs> that's my social currency yeah <laughs> dude it gets cold it does get I cold I told you right that's an interaction with the environment bro well dude it's fun yes man we'll do it again we'll do it again I'm gonna come to your house in LA and we're gonna jam yeah and we're gonna do, do a live pod where we jam and pod that'd be awesome in LA yes on Crenshaw on Crenshaw and Slauson you got some homework to do on Nipsey Hussle my friend send me it'll be worth it okay you'll like it okay <laughs> um <laughs> do you want people to stay in touch with you uh yeah for sure People Instagram, can, people can follow me account. My, um, on my Instagram where I post my soft porn. No, I'm just kidding. 
spell it? <laughs> South porn? No. <laughs> Your Instagram. <laughs> Uh, it's my first name. It's Igor. It's Y E G O R one one one. That's me on Instagram. So you would never guess Y E G O R one one one, because it's I don't know why it's one one one, but you can come up with your metaphor to memorize it if you want to. Thank you. Dude followed me, and then like a couple of days later, I'm like looking for him, and I'm like trying to find him. I'm like, I can't find him. Type in an E G O R I G O R. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the where is this guy? Yeah. Jaeger. Jaeger. Hey, Jaeger. <laughs> Get her done. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Um, Awesome. All right. Love you, dude. Love you. Peace. Peace.